Coming to you from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Here's Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866, we be big. Uh, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Speedy uh, via Zoom right now from home. Welcome back for a brand new hour, Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged. Thank all of you for allowing us to do this each and every day. So uh, we're giving you the COVID update. So Speedy is not, uh, hadn't been with us yesterday or today, and we're just being overly cautious. His oldest son was in transition from college, going to his job, started feeling bad, uh, ends up testing positive for COVID-19. He is staying at their house right now, but he's been isolated. Uh, and I was going to ask a few more questions. And then, Bubba, you have an update. Your daughter has tested positive. Yes, she did. Uh, she was waiting on the regular test to come back, and then she did the rapid test, which, you know. But mm. she she is under the weather, so and she has a roommate that has it. So, And that's at college. Yes. That's one of the many college campuses that are having these uh, yeah. spikes. Yeah, uh, they, which, they said Auburn had 200 cases this past week. I think you're going to see that even more this coming week when all of them get reported uh and you know we, alabama had 500 i mean it's yeah. just you know the good news you is get, you get a bunch of people together you're gonna have a problem and, I, and sadly that i hope there won't be any exceptions there there usually are even though it's a small percentage if that's your exception then it's a big deal but these are young healthy people and maybe you know this herd immunity can push this through you know and be helpful to the other side uh, everybody having relatively mild symptoms uh, but there's a lot. And then, of course, like in Caitlin's case, she tested negative, then positive. So she's actually had a – Rick, she, this is about the fourth test she's had. I know. So yeah. she's, she's three and one. Right. And uh, <laughs> and so the testing, is, you know, do all these people – you know, there, again, I think there's one thing we got to understand. There's a difference in dying with COVID and dying of COVID. And I think there's a difference in testing positive and actually having COVID. Yeah, yeah, especially I, I, with I, the rapid – I think the rapid test is uh, – questionable at best yeah but like i say she is sick now she's under the weather yeah uh running a fever so uh i, I feel pretty you know pretty confident she does have it or she's got something that's giving her a now is your situation is speedy still with us is your situation like speedy do they offer her anything yeah are, she uh are, are the young people just saying try to feel as good as you can and get to the other side well you know i told her all along back at school you need to really Turn up your multivitamins. Yeah. Be sure you're getting enough sleep. You know, eating properly. I know it sounds funny coming from me. It really does. But <laughs> I, really, I, mean, I eat a lot of greens. I mean, but I uh, <laughs> not enough fruit. I need to really turn the fruit up a little bit. Try to get you eat blueberry muffin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Speedy got it. <laughs> but it's uh, y'all. Y'all don't see Betty cooks at night. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm eating chicken yeah. breast and broccoli. Well, well I would know? say the same thing to Betty. You should see uh, Bubba when you're not around. Yeah, <laughs> but the, <laughs> it, it, it has for a long time. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, but uh, Oompa Loompa. she she is taking oh, right. uh, Zithromax and zinc, okay, but not anything else right. that I'm aware of. So, Speedy, I just wanted to nutshell because <clears throat> I didn't know you couldn't hear the break music. You being yeah, you, you being you know in radio mm-hmm. as long as you've been in the radio. The reason why I didn't chime in is I thought, well, he can hear it and he's going to post right. it. And then yeah, I, then yeah, you, then yeah. you started getting that tone that we have with guests sometimes. Like, I'm like he's I'm not like, checking. I'm up. like, oh no, he's he, not checking. Up. Oh no, he can't hear it. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, I saw it was 59. I'm like, well, I'll hear the bed any second now, and I never did. So sorry about so that. So to, to, to nutshell your situation, 
the fact that uh, unlike uh, you know the, the that Tyler did come into the house, you haven't mm-hmm. been in contact with him, nor has mm-hmm. anyone else. But he's in the house, so mm-hmm. we're we're letting this kind of ride uh, to see. You know, God forbid something happens, but he's just they're, they're just telling him as at his age and his health. Write mm-hmm. write it out and make yourself as comfortable as you can. Is that is that the bottom line? Yeah, yeah. And I asked him. It sounds like Caitlin's taking antibiotic and and um, steroid. Is that what you zinc. said, Bubba? I think it was zinc. I think that's okay. what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They just. I asked him about that, and they were like, you know, you could do that, but um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be much of a difference. So, uh, let it let it ride out. If it if it worsens, for sure, uh, come let's let's re- revisit that. But um, here's the weird thing. You ready for this one? When he went to get tested, uh, you know, the first thing they do is check your temperature. I think it was 98.2. Well, that's the, and, the I've got questions in email. That was one of yeah, them. So do you answer yeah. that question? They said, has he had a fever or did he have a fever? Well, it, it, when he, when he got checked, he didn't. As a matter of fact, the lady check and said, well, that's a good sign. And so we thought, okay, well, it gave us a little bit of false hope. Uh, and and, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. I'm like Bubba, you know, you, you wonder how accurate the rapid test is and, you know, does he need to go and, and do what they call, I guess, a send off test or whatever. And there's some drive through places right, right close to your house is one of them where we're thinking yep. about sending him, but maybe a little bit later in the week to see, um, yeah. if it comes back, you know, positive, if it runs its course <laughs> or whatever, I think 10 days is going to be, um, uh, I think Monday or Tuesday of next week. I can't, I, I can't remember, but, um, uh, we'll just see how it plays out. But right now, it's just uh, I'm stopped. Hey, hey, I'm stopped up. My head was hurting a little bit. The head thing has gone kind of gone away. He just says he's really more tired than anything. And if he had a fever, of course, I don't want to open the door and check it. So uh, I just, hey, do you have a fever? Because normally you can, can kind of throw tell a thermometer in and open the door and throw it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. So when I when we leave him his food, like he's in prison, when we leave him his food, I might put the uh, you know the temperature the thermometer deal there and see if he can check his temperature or something I, I don't i don't know but so far that's kind of what he's experiencing uh every now and then he'll say his body will ache a little bit but just more from being tired it's almost like he said he's it's like he's how like he's worked out or something and he's, yeah. his body's just zapped you know what about uh, what blood type is tyler do you know oh uh, you know i don't yeah. I, I should Look, I i've don't. been asking everybody i know that, i'm too. just we're doing yeah. all those uh, yeah it's well that's, that's important it's yeah. but i'd just but like me, to know uh, Bubba, let me ask you this about about uh, Caitlin. What was her? What was she experiencing before she got tested positive? Uh, I think the same thing. Just felt run down, head cold. You know, yeah. feeling bad. Just knew something wasn't right. You know, kind right. of thing. Uh, I well, think she got a steroid shot too. By the way. <clears throat> no. Okay. So. All right. Uh, well, we'll be a test case because none of us have come in contact with him. He's quarantined off. Uh, and so if this thing's airborne and running through the vents, we'll know because, uh, you know, it's been day, this is day four here. Uh, and so we'll, we'll have to see. So, so far, praise God, you know, now JC's off at college. So, uh, and Terry's, uh, you know, and, and myself and Reese are the only ones here, but we haven't come in contact with him at all. Well, so. here's, here's the thing. That's Caitlin too. She's been, I haven't seen her in weeks. Uh, yeah. but she has, uh, she's been quarantined already prior to this, probably yeah. two or three days. So, right. you know, she's, she's probably looking at, uh, being laid up the rest of this week, maybe till first of September. I thought right. that's what so her date was. Yeah. So uh, speedy, the good news is to give you guys, you know, and, and we, and we're probably being overly cautious, but we yeah. probably need to be, uh, because mm-hmm. you know we don't really have a game plan if it if it gets everybody in here. Uh, yeah, our setup's a little different at yeah, our with us. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Charles Billingsley had it had a terrible case of it mm-hmm. early yeah. on, and he had to be quarantined in his own house. Right. They even had to carry him to the hospital one time and back. 
and and none of his family ever got it. So, right. so you know, it's, I think the odds of anybody else getting in the house if you keep doing this are probably pretty low. Uh, yeah, but, so. uh, but we'll just keep, we'll just keep riding it. But uh, I have never, it's funny because he's, so he's isolated in his room. He hasn't come out. He hasn't touched anything, but for some reason I go around cleaning like he's walking around the house. That's it's the weirdest thing. No, it makes you feel better. I've gone through so many Lysol cans, which I didn't know we had. I started digging around and then the, the uh, disinfectant wipes I, I'm, I'm rub, you know, running everything, just cleaning it like crazy, uh, switches and and refrigerator and and countertops and all this kind of stuff and uh wearing your mask everywhere now are you are you wearing your mask in the house all the time (laughs) it's funny well it's funny you say that anytime uh that we go up and leave food at the door or whatever i know this sounds funny but i wear a mask okay (laughs) and the whole time i'm walking i'm spraying lysol it's like it's like it's a fog machine that's going with me and so i'm just i probably going over the top but um and then i I brought uh, in our little a loft area upstairs. We had a little desktop computer, brought it down. So, uh, Reese on the days that he's online, which where his school is, it's split. He's got two days online, two days in seat uh, or in class. And so he's down here doing all that. So we're trying, I mean, we are so far from him and, and just every now and then we'll holler, Hey buddy, you okay. Mm. And I did say this because he is a dude and sometimes we'll, We'll fight the symptoms, and they could be worse than they really are. So I did say, look, if it if you got difficulty breathing, or if it gets worse, don't sit up there and just battle. I mean, please let me let me know so yeah. we can get you help. But so far, he he's 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 sounding good. Yesterday afternoon, like I said, it's like there was a breakthrough. He sounded much better. And he's like, man, I'm fine, you yeah. know. But yeah. I said, well, unfortunately, yeah. you got some binge watching to do because you ain't coming out. Hey, thirty, Speedy, th- I, I was thinking about one way you could do it. Maybe get Tyler to put his hand over his face. Mm. And cr- and put his head right up against the door and crack the door and you shoot him with that new thermometer you got. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, maybe that's just crack yeah, the not- door and don't breathe, don't talk, just hold your breath. Hey, 30, right. 30 seconds. Uh, sure. But where do where does he think he got it? He thinks he got it at Jack. Well, I hate to say it. He thinks he got it. Uh, well, I'm gonna say it. He well, thinks well, he look, got it at our, ne- our, got- our nephew's tested positive. He goes to Jack yeah. State. You can yeah, see yeah. It. I mean, it's just a college thing. It's not a Jack State thing. But that that's where he thinks he got it. Uh, uh, he thinks he got it there, um, and um, he thinks it it possibly was Thursday night of last week. That's that's kind of where he's pinpointing it. Yeah, and, and what I mean is, having- is these these people are all gathering in groups, and and uh, oh, they're coming the back. Yeah, and and that you do hear it. Yeah. Okay. I put the headphones over there so he could. Oh, okay. That's right. We made that adjustment. So anyway, um, well, Speedy, none of us want to be in this situation. We'll keep checking in with you daily, but um, it's probably the right thing to do, and and, and I'm confident it's not going to be that big a deal. I'm worried about my lighting. Sorry, Bubba. No, it it was fine. (laughs) We'll find you a lamp. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 22 minutes past the hour. The real Greg Burgess moves to the phones. All 10 lines are available. And we'll take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And uh, we'll go 30 seconds to pop. So there's your update. Uh, the reason why Speedy did not uh, come to work uh, yesterday or today is because uh, his oldest son, who is uh, living at their house right now in a transition from college to his job, um, uh, did test positive for COVID-19. So he's isolated in his room, and we're kind of watching Speedy. And, and we, we're hearing, you know, the, the stuff you hear, there's no rhyme or reason here here's a, an emailer my sister-in-law was positive for COVID-19 in one nostril and negative in the other 
Uh, and uh, so, so do you have it or not? <laughs> right. It, is, <laughs> it depends on your nostril. So your comments coming in at eight six six, we be big. You can uh, you can reach us now. For those of you that uh, you know this this life of as, as I said yesterday on the program, uh, the life of of the mask. Uh, again, if the Democrats go into power in November, we will never be out of mask ever again, or they'll declare they have a miraculous cure, so it could go either way. Uh, but some of you, and I, and I keep looking. Can I ask this? Is there any double-blind test, scientific evidence, that the mask works? Or do we just have anecdotal evidence? I'll tell you the best, right. probably the most it. common sense thing I heard this past weekend uh, I'll share with you. But anyway, those of you in Daniel, I, I keep seeing you on Twitter. I got you, Tuber, in California. I know you're waiting on your Rick and Bubba mask, and I agree with you. You need it. Uh, they did, Coming soon. They did go back order, and yeah. uh, the new shipment should be here next week. So those of you that haven't got yours yet, you should see it rolling out. But the thing I heard from someone whose wife is that what's the word you say that deals with viruses? It starts with an E. Epi- Epidemiologist. Yeah, I, I can't say that. But he's, or epidemiology is the study of it. He said that most of the close st- enough. We don't know the data. most of the stuff they're seeing is you know the surface things not near as contagious as they thought to begin with. Praise the Lord for that. He said the thing that they keep coming down to is it is the droplets from your mouth hitting getting on another person. That's where they came up with six feet because they said from what they could tell, droplets start to they lose its arc and go down to the ground. But now I've seen studies that about said, six feet. said that's that's not far enough. Yeah, I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah. And then he said, and so, a mask may knock down more of them. Might make yeah. it start that downward, you know, to the right. ground quicker. Right. But but yes, it does not because it doesn't get the air to launch yeah. it behind it. But it is a fact. The mask does not stop droplets, Mm-mm. and it does not protect you from a droplet coming in. It's there to make the droplet fall off quicker and not be able to get to you as close. That's really all it does. Yeah, but that's and, but and, that and, helps. And anecdotally, I know when our state went back to a mandatory mask law. Which I don't like. I'm not for. Okay, save your emails. Uh, about ten days after that, we saw our numbers start really falling off. Mm-hmm. And then when people went back to school, we see those spiking. Mainly college, right? College. Mainly college. We're, right. not, we're not seeing right. it in the other schools that much. So you know, again, that's what everybody likes to refer to as anecdotal evidence because uh, it's not a double blind study, but. You know, we can we can deduce from that, I think, that uh, wearing a mask in the general population right now at this point in the curve of the big picture of it all, it does help. I don't like it. I'm doing it, but I don't like it. Yeah, and But then, it does help. But then, and then what we saw, we saw in Tuscaloosa, because we see that, somebody around the country might have a similar deal. Yeah. We saw college students, maskless for the most part, right on top of each other, yeah, piled, distancing, piled yeah. into bars. And not having any distance, and then after that, that college campus had a spike of cases. So we five hundred and thirty. So, so what we probably number. can say is we can be together. We just need to get some space between us. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing a mask can help some, anecdotal, as you said. And if you do those things, it doesn't mean it's never going to happen, but maybe it'll it won't have spikes like this. So those are some simple things that we can do going forward. But And you are going to have spikes, and you are going to have hot spots. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is to try to limit them and uh, extinguish them when you can. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know in Tuscaloosa they've now shut the bars. Right. And I do think the testing is grossly unreliable. Yes, I do too, and especially uh, the rapid test. I, I would. It, it may be 50%. Who knows? Beth, You're better just to flip a coin and decide. Yeah, Beth's in Tennessee. Beth, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Well, I was just calling to let you guys know that my daughter has tested positive for COVID-19. My husband is required to work from home for 24 days. 
24. But I work, yes, that's a new law in Tennessee or a new guideline in Tennessee. I work in healthcare, and I only quarantined for two days waiting for my results to come back. Well, now, why, why the discrepancy in all that? I'll tell you why. I work in healthcare, and they need me to work. That's right. And, and I think healthcare knows probably more about how risky it is and isn't as well. The, the, this other co- compensation is CYA is what that is. The, the, that, that's, well, there's obviously some of that. 24 days, though. What, what's, the, what's the math on that? CYA. <laughs> but Wes, I mean, there is no math. If it's, if it's 10 to 14 days, why 24? Uh, uh, Wes in Georgia, go ahead. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Great. Hey, I just, uh, an interesting point. I'll admit, first off, yesterday, the uh, story you gave about Josh Ravis and the uh, aluminum foil tabs, I can admit I've never seen those either. Yeah. But, how uh, has that been kept a secret? It was big yesterday. I have no idea. I have no idea. Sir, you're rolling back. Uh, another. <laughs> or watch out for a dump truck. Another, no, we're good. We're good at the gas station. But another interesting point just about Josh was, uh, funny, I know y'all love the Babylon Bee, so he runs a Twitter account that's sort of his secondary one besides <laughs> under his name, and it's the at the wrestling yes. pastor. Yes. Yeah, Bubba, if you've never – see, I didn't know that was him. He admitted to me this past weekend that it was him, <laughs> and he played some clips from it on the big screen. And he, he makes points, biblical points, and even points what it's like to be a pastor using clips from famous pro wrestling moments. Well, and, I gotta, uh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm out of the loop. Let me that. tell you something. You talk about, he'll go, let me tell you how this makes me feel, and he'll show something from wrestling. <laughs> and like somebody <laughs> getting pummeled with a chair from That's the back good. when they're walking, they're, they're, they're strutting in there and get hit in the back. And uh, so he is the wrestling pastor. I didn't know that. The but, wrestling But pastor. it's got some Babylon B moments in it, too. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good example right there. The one where he's saying that you know you're all fired up about preaching your message, and somebody tells you something about the hedges outside, and it shows a guy come behind you, as you strut along, and hit you, and hit, and hit, you with a, hit you with a chair. <laughs> we'll be back. It's bottom of the hour. You got the Rick and Bubba show, Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now, past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Wednesday, Wednesday Bible study back today, noon Central Time on the uh, Rick and Bubba YouTube channel. Live archive soon after. Our title today: The days are evil. It'll be a standalone today. Our new series will start next Wednesday as we walk through First and Second Peter. Hey, also make a note if you'd like to watch a man church service, how they operate. Uh, our local church has been doing that for four years before it went out national at themanchurch.com, that discipleship strategy. There is a man church service you can watch virtually uh, streaming this Sunday night, 6 o'clock uh, Central Time. And uh, all you have to do is just go to shades, S-H-A-D-E-S dot org slash live. Uh, the topic will be spiritual leadership. What does that actually look like? And we hear that phrase a lot. What does that look like? Andy Blanks will be doing that message. We'll have a testimony of a man whose uh, this discipleship strategy has been used to grow him spiritually. Uh, and then you'll have an opportunity to plug into some small group Bible studies really anywhere in the country. Uh, a lot of the Bible studies with some great teachers will offer an opportunity for you to plug in virtually uh, even if you can't be there in the room. All right, so uh, that's all Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern, shades.org slash live. All right, so Bubba, let's um, let's talk about the uh, Republican National Convention. I was laughing 
uh, walking around because the way the headlines are now, there you can't you cannot trust media. You know, you have a one media source saying the ratings are lower than the Democrats, despite Fox News still owning the ratings. You look over at another source. Uh, Republican National Convention had huge huge ratings. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's like everything else. What do you I, believe? How about this? Who cares? I mean, we, let's decide uh, as as American citizens what kind of ideology we think is best for the country, and let's cut out all the other fat. Uh, so uh, I saw a couple of the speakers last night. Uh, one was very moving. Abby Johnson. I know you you familiar with her story. Oh man, uh, that movie. This was uh, uh, Pam Bondi. Is that Correct. right? Now she was a uh, former. Um, Attorney General for the state of Florida. Yes, but she is talking about uh, the crimes of the Biden family, and it's it's pretty interesting. And right, here it is from the RNC last night. As a career prosecutor and former Attorney General of Florida, I fought corruption, and I know what it looks like, whether it's done by people wearing pinstripe suits or orange jumpsuits. As the, at the Democrats' convention. We were told to look at Joe Biden as the model of integrity. But when you look at his 47-year career in politics, the people who benefited are his family members, not the American people. Let's take a closer look. We all know about Joe's son, Hunter Biden. A corrupt Ukrainian oligarch put Hunter on the board of his gas company, even though he had no experience in Ukraine or in the energy sector, none. Yet he was paid millions to do nothing. He only had one qualification that mattered. He was the son of the man in charge of distributing USAID to Ukraine. And recently reported information revealed that a few months after Hunter Biden joined that corrupt company's board, the Obama-Biden State Department began doing business with them, even when it remained under investigation for corruption. And it gets worse. That very same company was being investigated by a Ukrainian prosecutor. Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, threatened to withhold aid to Ukraine unless that same prosecutor was fired. And then he was fired. Hunter only resigned from that board just before his dad announced his campaign for president. Now let's talk about China. Fact, Joe Biden flew to China on Air Force Two with Hunter along for the ride. They said he was just there as a family member, but we know that's untrue. In Beijing, Hunter didn't just go sightseeing. He had meetings with his Chinese bank partners. Hunter even arranged for his dad to meet with one of the partners. 10 days later, those Chinese communist bankers approved millions to go to Hunter's firm. And those bankers work for the Chinese Communist Party, which oppresses their people, cheated American workers for decades, and covered up a deadly virus. To this day, Hunter controls a 10% stake in that firm. Wow. So, uh... Now, you you realize what we have in this, the, the... the prosecutor who was uh, investigating this company that Hunter Biden was on, Joe Biden said he wanted the guy gone. He wanted him fired. And they fired him. And Joe Biden actually bragged about it. You remember the video clip? I called him up and said, if they want the money, they better get rid of the guy. That is the same reason 
that they said they prosecuted Donald Trump for impeachment. I know. Because he threatened to withhold aid until an investigation was open. Which kind of— Although they never had absolute evidence of that. You never heard the conversation. We heard Joe Biden bragging about the fact he got that prosecutor fired. So I guess that goes to the question I want to ask all of you. Certainly, I mean, it's on tape. Yeah, certainly good to get these things on record, and it was clearly presented. All those things should bother people. However, we had the, the clip you're talking about. We've all heard it, but does it do anything to – who, who are we trying to get to change their mind? Because the, the people who are galvanized – it doesn't bother them that Joe Biden has been in the corruption of Washington for 47 years. It doesn't seem to bother his supporters that he has, you know, uh, been there and has really still telling us problems we have that why hasn't he fixed them? What, what has he ever done? Have you ever heard one person say, let me give you the record of what Joe Biden has done for America? Have you heard that list yet? Maybe, maybe I missed it. Maybe there was. I'm trying to be fair. Uh, I haven't heard it. Big hearted Joe. Yeah. And you know, like we said, all we heard is Joe's a good old guy and Donald Trump is the devil himself. (laughs) Dark. He's dark. He's dark and Joe Biden's light. Of course, I'd have a hard time. That definition of light may be the, not the one y'all think they're talking about. Right there is the clip. Can we just hear this again? Well, we've, how many times we heard it? I mean, how many times we heard it? Okay. Let's hear it. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. That's- now, according to Joe Biden, the prosecutor was corrupt <laughs> because he was actually investigating his son's corrupt country. Mama, that was not me. That was Joe Biden. <laughs> That's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, nice But see, Joe, Joe Biden, as sitting vice president, mm-hmm. is telling you that he told them, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to withhold the aid coming to you. That's exactly the reason the Democrats a- impeached Donald Trump. It has a pro quo feel to it. Well, you know why? But but one step yeah. further than the case against Donald Trump, right. we actually see Biden on tape doing it and then bragging about it to a speech to a group. He's well, the things about. about his son are they're not they're not some that kind of a, he's a class act. It, it, it's not somebody trying to bring false accusations against the Bidens. You heard him in his own breath. So what I'm saying is, I think these things are pretty well known. It's good to have somebody on there that points to it. But whose mind is it going to change? Is there a group of people somewhere in the middle that go, I tell you what, y'all really clarified this Joe Biden thing for me. I, 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 today I got it. Today, today I, I, you know what, I was going to vote for him, but I'm not. Um, you know, I, I, I think there are people out there that are undecided, but, but don't we know this about – I mean, this is not new information. It, it, it's, it's just you know, putting in a nice package saying, look, this, this stuff is factual and it should concern you, but – you know, the fact that Joe Biden got the nomination, it must not. I mean, unless there's people in between. I guess what we're after here, it, tell me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm oversimplifying this, and I, I'm sure I am. Trump won because he got some of the battleground states that Hillary thought she was going to get. Right, right. And we know that if you on the surveys, it appears some people who supported Obama supported Trump. Okay, Is that who this is all about? 
are all these both conventions playing to those people saying come back to the Democrats? Don't go, don't go I, with Trump I again. Think, I think, and we're trying to say, don't go back to the Democrats because look at all this stuff. I think they're just trying to reinforce the fact of the uh, the hypocrisy on the whole impeachment and the old the whole oh, witch hunt against yeah. Trump. Yeah, and that you've got a guy if you if you think Donald Trump is corrupt and he's been in there three and a half years, how corrupt <clears throat> is somebody that's been there forty seven? Exactly. And no, look, let me tell you something. You should be. What if all of a sudden you were sitting there saying? Yeah, you know, I mean, I like Rick and everything. Now, now, how long has he? How long has he been hanging out with the mob? Well, he's been <laughs> he's been in a relationship with him for forty seven years. Well, wow. And I'm not. I mean, I know Washington isn't the mob, but it's close. And I mean, with, <laughs> yeah, when you when you're in that muck for forty seven <laughs> years, yeah, and then all these things we keep hearing, and and plus, you must not have been very effective. Because no. you keep telling us the places and just uh, and uh, yeah, what's forty eight going to be any if, different? If right. the place is the mess that you say it is, after you have been involved in forty seven years, like you said, what is the end of year forty eight going to look like? Is it going to be different? Right. Uh, so it's just uh, so we have, and, and it wasn't a night, by the way. Of this was important, but it wasn't a night of doing this all night. It was more about a land of opportunity, America's greatness. That yeah. was the. The theme for last night, yeah. which was really good. Yeah. This was important to point out, though. Oh, well, yeah, I just wondered. I mean, so clear. I mean, it's not no. even uh, 15 minutes to the top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh. It brings me to my knees. It's nine minutes now to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba's show. Thanks for being with us. So, um, Republican National Convention again last night. Uh, you guys were telling me uh, the talk of the land of opportunity that there that we actually had people that were that took the oath to become American citizens last night. I'm part of the. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, Naturalization I, I, citizenship ceremony last night. That's cool. I, I yeah. think because there was such a message coming from the other convention that Trump hates immigrants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which we and, all know is a joke. Of course, but they, I think of they, just, they love him. I think they just said, "Well, look, we're going to show you. We're about to we're about to make yeah. some new U.S. citizens right here in front of you." Yeah, and then we had the pardon of a, and we have that clip. John Ponder. Yeah. Um, Great, phenomenal story with him. Goodness gracious. So, so does, I think he was released from prison 10 years ago. He started an organization to help um, folks that are coming out of prison. It's a Christian organization. It's just a great story. And he pardoned him. All right, so here it is. John Ponder. Redemption. John grew up without his father. As he tells it, my mother was strong, but she wasn't able to keep us out of the gangs and off of the streets. And they were violent streets. At the age of 38... He was arrested for bank robbery. While John was in prison, he began reading the Bible and listening to Christian radio. One day he heard Reverend Billy Graham on the radio proclaim, Jesus wants to be Lord of your life. On that day, John dedicated his life to Christ. He spent the rest of his time in prison studying the Bible. When he was released, he heard a knock at his door. It was the officer who put him in jail. FBI Special Agent Richard Beasley, who said, I want you to know that I've been praying for you. Now, Richard and John are best friends, and we are grateful that Richard is here with us today. In the last 10 years since John was released, he has created one of the most successful reentry programs, Hope for Prisoners in Las Vegas. 
So now I'd like to invite John's wife, Jamie, to join us as I grant John, I'm not sure you know this, a full pardon. Mm. So I don't know if you know that, Jamie. Come on over here. It's Thank just you. an honor. And uh, you have done incredible work. Thank you, sir. And all of Las Vegas and all of Nevada and all of every place in this country is very proud of you. The job you've done. Congratulations to both. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Richard, thank you very much for the job you do. Thank you. It's fantastic. Thank you. And then they, they, they show him signing it, so now his uh, record will be wiped clean. Uh, Jesus wipes it clean, and, and then here on earth, uh, he got a, uh, a visual of that happening. How about literally. the officer that arrested him there, too? And yep. they become friends. That's great. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a true story of redemption. Yeah. And also, the key, what we've been talking about, someone who's fruit began to look differently because God's seed truly abided in his spirit uh, when he repented and confessed Jesus as Lord and became under his authority. And you know what? Jesus really does change people. Yeah. And he really, he, you know, it, he really is that powerful. And, uh, and you see that, uh, phone calls coming in. Are you going to, you're going to watch the Abby Johnson? Yeah. I was thinking that since it's about four minutes, let's come, I think it's important. Yeah, and, it needs and, its own. And, and look, yeah. th- let me be clear on what we're doing. We're not trying to to shock you just for shock value. That's not what this is about coming up. What it's about is, and I've never understood this, it has always bothered me, and, and my mind was changed on where life begins as well. I once had a different view of that until the scriptures and, of course, science begin to tell me exactly where life began. However, uh, when you claim that you're pro-choice, I've never understood why you would not want a person to make an informed choice. I've never understood that, that you want to keep information uh, from women. You want to keep information uh, from the the fathers uh, of the children, uh, and you just want them to run in there, and if they want to use their choice to, to have an abortion, it's like you don't want them to really weigh out everything that they're they're thinking about and considering. Uh, I, I, I cannot – I completely – just I stand in opposition to people that want women and, and of course, the men, hopefully, uh, in part of the process to make a decision that you won't give them all the information. I, that, that almost sounds like, and we know that Planned Parenthood has a wicked, racist past. Uh, that's, that's been, she covered e- it. That, yep. That's been evident. And so we'll take a call or two here on something else. But when we come back, because I want you to kind of plan around this. If you're somebody that maybe's on the line, you're trying to figure out this whole deal about Planned Parenthood and and you know uh, where does life begin? These choices about you know uh, abortion and, and and all that's out there. You just need to have an informed choice. And what you're going to hear when we come back, and it was at the Republican National Convention. If you've ever seen the movie uh, about her testimony, then you can get all the information. And with this information, we've talked about this before. We as a civilized society have got to understand we can all sit around and and talk about what we should and should not allow and should and should not do as long as we are completely informed and understand exactly what we're doing. And, And then you can say, well, for me, from a moral standpoint, I think that's okay. Or I think now that I have all the information from a moral standpoint, I just don't know that we have the right to do that as civilized human beings. But you need to be informed. You need you need to know. And so if you've got a you know a high sensitivity, you know, I know some people have been through trauma with this and 
and you know redemption is available to to absolutely. all to absolutely. all who who may have even you know did this in their life and then you realize oh my goodness what did I do Jesus does not withhold redemption that's not an unredeemable sin oh. and then you help people maybe to say hey let me tell you don't don't make the mistake that I made you know I certainly understand that and um, so but if it's difficult for you meaning. I just, I'd rather not go back and relive that. I've already made the decision that that wasn't the thing I should have done. Then it might be difficult on you. But if you're someone who's saying, I'm trying to get all the information about this so I then can know how I truly feel uh, for, uh, about this, and then I, it either is going to confirm the way I feel, it may change the way that I, I see this, uh, or somewhere in between. I, 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 I've gone, we've kind of gone back and forth. But I think it's important because I, I think this is one of those things that this country is doing and the way we're doing it mm-hmm. that then we turn around and ask God to bless our country. And it seems like we're not getting it, you know, not getting through. There, there's some yep. things that, that, I, that we're, we're ushering in front of the one and only living God uh, that, uh, that, you know, the description uh, of the one and only living God is holy, holy, holy. We, 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 we look kind of silly expecting something when we're just continuing to mock him. Hey, we're going to mock you and blaspheme you, but would you just bless us and kind of give us a break here? Uh, and he certainly is gracious. Uh, I'm thankful for that. But I think this is one of those things that we just need to make an informed choice. And from someone who was on the front lines and said, I was there, I felt one way, some things happened that changed my mind. I think it's important to hear that. So this was laid out last night, and we'll have her testimony. And it's about four minutes, and we'll do that when we come out of the top of the hour break. So if you need to make some arrangements, you missed it last night, too, to be sure you hear that, uh, we'll do that in the next segment. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness. The Rick and Bubba Show. Still here, six minutes past the hour. Thank you for being with us on uh, this edition of The Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, we got the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler here. Uh, Speedy has talked to us via Zoom. He is at home, uh, just overly being overly cautious. Uh, uh, his oldest son uh, did test positive for COVID-19. He has been in the house with them, even though they haven't had much contact with him. He is isolated, uh, but Speedy's going to give it a few days to be sure that he doesn't uh, have anything and bring it into the show. Uh, and then, Bubba, welcome back for a brand new hour. Bubba, how are you? Rick, I am very well. Glad to be here, and thank all of you for sharing a few hours with us each and every day, as we have done, Rick, for almost, get this, 27 years. Yes, Republican National <laughs> Convention last night, provocative uh, four and a half minutes with Abby Johnson. Uh, what was the name of the movie they did about her testimony? Oh, my goodness, I can't think of it. But anyway, she worked with Planned Parenthood uh, and felt one way uh, being pro-choice, but during the process of working Unplanned. There, unplanned. And, and the process, if you've never seen that movie, it is also very – eye-opening and uh, and it's difficult but it's a difficult we it needs to be difficult so we can come to grasp with what we're actually talking about here so here she is uh last night if you're someone that maybe is thinking about this and you don't really know where you land maybe this can be helpful uh here is abby johnson from the rnc last night 
name is Abby Johnson, and I spent eight years working for Planned Parenthood, but today I'm a pro-life activist. When I was in college, Planned Parenthood approached me at a volunteer fair. They talked about helping women in crisis and their commitment to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. I was convinced to volunteer and later offered a full-time job as a medical assistant before my promotion to director of the clinic. I truly believed I was helping women, but things drastically changed in 2009. In April, I was awarded Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award and invited to their annual gala where they present the Margaret Sanger Award, named for their founder. And Margaret Sanger was a racist who believed in eugenics. Her goal when founding Planned Parenthood was to eradicate the minority population. Today, almost 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion facilities are strategically located in minority neighborhoods. And every year, Planned Parenthood celebrates its racist roots by presenting the Margaret Sanger Award. Later in August, my supervisor assigned me a new quota to meet, an abortion quota. I was expected to sell double the abortions performed the previous year. When I pushed back, underscoring Planned Parenthood's public-facing goal of decreasing abortions, I was reprimanded and told, abortion is how we make our money. But the tipping point came a month later when a physician asked me to assist with an ultrasound guided abortion. Nothing prepared me for what I saw on the screen. An unborn baby fighting back, desperate to move away from the suction. And I'll never forget what the doctor said next. Beam me up, Scotty. The last thing I saw was a spine twirling around in the mother's womb before succumbing to the force of the suction. On October 6th, I left the clinic, looking back only to remember why I now advocate so passionately for life. I founded and currently run, and then there were none, a nonprofit organization that's helped nearly 600 abortion workers transition out of the industry. For most people who consider themselves pro-life, abortion is abstract. They can't even conceive of the barbarity. They don't know about the products of conception room and abortion clinics where infant corpses are pieced back together to ensure nothing remains in the mother's wombs. Or that we joked and called it the pieces of children room. You see, for me, abortion is real. I know what it sounds like. I I know what abortion smells like. Did you know abortion even had a smell? I've been the perpetrator to these babies, to these women, and I now support President Trump because he has done more for the unborn than any other president. During his first month in office, he banned federal funds for global health groups that promote abortion. That same year, he overturned an Obama-Biden rule that allowed government subsidy of abortion. He appointed a record number of pro-life judges, including two Supreme Court justices. And importantly, he announced a new rule protecting the rights of healthcare workers objecting to abortion, many of whom I work with every day. 
life is a core tenant of who we are as Americans. And this election is a choice between two radical anti-life activists and the most pro-life president we have ever had. That's something that should compel you to action. Go door to door, make calls, talk to your neighbors and friends, and vote on November 3rd. Take action that reelects our president and do it with our very most vulnerable Americans in mind, the ones who haven't been born yet. There you go. That's, uh, you know, that's somebody that says, let me just give you what's actually happening versus, because it is, she's right, that there's an attempt to paint a picture that it's no big deal. It's like little cartoon people. It doesn't really, you know, you're just, you're just terminating a pregnancy. You're not having an effect on anybody's life. It's all very clean and pristine. I mean, you can't even tell what it is. It's just a blob and, and, and all of this. And, and she's saying, look, I thought all that too. And I thought what they were trying to do is minimize the, the number of times that people have to make this difficult choice. And she saw that something uh, completely different was happening and the fact that Sanger is their creator. Uh, we've even removed a bust of her recently because it was so difficult to defend her um, under today's climate when we're supposed to be eradicating racism from our society, which I think we all need to be committed to. But now how that goes about and the inconsistencies and some of the other agendas that have jumped in is unfortunate, but that's a pretty clear picture there, and and I hope that is helpful. Uh, you know, to to maybe uh, people said, you know what, I never really heard these things before, and that 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 helps me with maybe the way I see things, or maybe a, a, a difficult decision you may be facing. That's a, that's a tough lesson, isn't it? It is, but but it's important because I think uh, the problem sometimes is that we don't want to hear the truth, and we just want to stick our fingers in our ears and like a little child make noise. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And sometimes I know in my own life and I speak to myself, I, I was made to be uncomfortable and it saved my life. So, uh, so anyway, just, um, you know, consider this, uh, because, and that's the part I, I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive to difficult decisions that people have to make. And, you know, immediately, you know, I'm, this happened the other day when I was debating someone over this, well, what about the, what about the mother's life? And I said, you know what? I, I would be willing right now to we'll make, make that to make a deal. Yeah. We will keep it available if the if the the, the mother's life is in danger. No, really it, in it, danger. Really, not, really in danger. That, yeah. And and you know, and you, then right then you would wipe out ninety nine percent of all abortions. Yeah. Uh, but they won't make that deal because they're just using that as a deflector. That's a pivot. Is all that is. Um, and uh, and so that uh, that is a difficult decision. But what I'm saying is. When we look and see beam me up Scotty attitude and we see the day you and I and all the guys on the show watched that boardroom in New York of people jumping up and down and all that was missing was confetti, uh, when they finally were able to pass that you could let a, a child that was born in a late-term abortion lay there and die if that's what the mother wanted, you know, even if you said, I want these things to be available, at least be somber about it. The defiant attitude we have about it you know, it might explain why some of the other stuff's going on because let me tell you what we're telling the world. Human life really is of no value. And then we go, I can't believe we're just shooting and killing people in cold blood. These are human beings. Well, I wonder where we all got this attitude of human life not being held in very high regard. It play, This plays a role in that. So we'll come back. We have callers standing by. I know, Chris, you've been very patient and um, – 
Uh, he wanted to talk about some of the Biden stuff in the upcoming election. So, Chris, we will give you your opportunity, and we'll chat about that. We'll move to other things. So uh, that uh, that is Abby Johnson from last night. And, of course, you can go out and find that, too, if uh, you are wanting to sit down and maybe spend some time listening to what she had to say, too. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. To the phones we go. Chris standing by, listening to us on News Talk 103.9, Dothan, Alabama. Chris, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, good, good morning, guys. I listen hey. to y'all in competition with my daughter, who's a radio show on a on a different channel down here. Oh, but I, I love y'all's conversation. Um, retired Army officer. I cried last night listening to the stories you just told. I, I yep. cried this morning. Yep. Um, what I called about was, Rick, you said that surely everybody has heard what Biden and the family and what he's done for his family in almost defiance of America. I, I think that's probably erroneous because like, y'all listen to a lot of sources. I listen to y'all. I listen to a lot of conservative sources. Yep. I listen to conservative TV. I hear all of it. I'm not sure America does because of yeah. the way media handles it. So all I would say is, yeah. just like Sean Hannity repeats over and over and over, boy, he does keeps pounding the drum. Yeah, I know. Gosh, and I, you know, sometimes, and I, you're right. You know, like like we'll say on the show, I never will forget to make your point. And this was somebody we were doing Fat Fest '99 uh, through 2003, uh, and when we would do Fat Fest, we would talk about it ad nauseum on the program to get people out and let people know. Because to your point. Repetition is the way you, you get a message out. And I remember we were doing uh, an event in Huntsville. It was some sort of outdoor thing, and Bubba and I were there making an appearance. And a person came up to me and said, my friend is that you know, and I are the biggest Rick and Bubba fans on the planet. We are the biggest Rick and Bubba fans on the planet. I want to do something Rick and Bubba for her for her birthday. And I said, well, when is it? And she said, in August. And I said, well, that's when we do Fat Fest. Why don't you get her tickets to Fat Fest? There's nothing more Rick and Bubba than, you know, or like a Rick and Bubba convention, Fat Fest. She goes, what is Fat Fest? And I said, you don't know what Fat Fest is? No. And I'm like, yeah. how can you be a huge fan of the show and never heard us mention Fat Fest? So, I, so you, you make a good point. You actually do. And um, so, I, I, you know, it, it's good for it to be, you know, maybe today somebody heard that for the first time. So, uh, Chris, thanks. That's a good point, and I appreciate your service to our country. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Jake in Tuscaloosa. Jake, welcome. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Monkey grass. Thanks thank for, you, sir. Thanks for the call, buddy. I got three quick questions, and I'll get off and listen. Uh, I wanted to ask. I keep hearing it. The, okay. Where does that come from? Right, that one. is the Gila Monster mating call. Yep, it's it's, it's, it's how we find it's each our other. version of it. it. Had somebody do it? Uh, as just a matter of fact, uh, uh, it was Monday. Somebody all of a sudden <laughs> walked by and gave me a mick mick mick. That's kind of a you know, hey, I'm Rick and Bubba. You're Rick and Bubba. Yeah, we're, and we're letting each other know where we are. And, yeah, we find each other in big stores, big crowds that way. That's fantastic. It, I was going to ask too, what kinds of English is? I've tried to figure that out for years. It's the king. Kang. We're saying king with a southern slant to it, a country draw. Like Kang James version. Kang. Kang James. It's the Kang James. A-N-G. Okay. And then I want to just see, you know, if you guys are familiar with and what you think about Graham Allen and what he's doing. Uh, Who's Graham Allen? 
had him on the show. Yeah, we have. Well, is this the one guy on Blaze TV? Blaze, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I knew that name was familiar at first. I thought, is that a musical question? Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, we haven't heard from Graham in a while, but when he was on the show and the way he was doing what he's doing, is there an update or something or just o- overall how he's doing? Yeah, just overall. I mean, you know, he just he, he, he he's – you know, he's growing more popular and stuff like that. Yeah. And he seems to be conservative. I mean, boy, he is conservative. Yeah, yeah. He's, know, he's, uh, he's a great guy. I mean, I, I think uh, he, he's been wildly successful and not near hit the top yet. Yeah, he's he's, when, he's got a lot of lot of you know headroom yet to go. Yeah, I don't know him, you know, personal, but from our the time that we spent with him, he and his uh, folks on the show one day came here. He was on our show. Yeah. We were on his, and he spent all day kind of talking about what we were doing. They remind me a lot of the attitude we had when we started. You know, let's work outwork everybody. Let's 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 get our brand. Let's promote our brand. Let's let's solidify our brand. Let's let's stick to the brand. Let's know who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. And uh, and they seem like they hustle, and uh, so I, I, I I'm not surprised that they continue to grow. I guess for me it was a it was kind of a shock, you know, me being a veteran and then having a veteran yeah. who stands up for Christ and stands up for yeah. conservative, you know, and you know patriotism. Well, I mean patriotism is not really that, you know, far off from veterans, but yeah. you know, it just mm-hmm. I guess the biggest thing is just him being a Christian is, is yeah, yeah, it's kinda, it. you know what I. Well, you know, pray for him because anytime you decide to step out on the platform and 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 make that declaration, you know, you're going you're you're going to be calling, as the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, uh, you should expect persecution. Uh, so uh, be sure and pray, and also pray, you know, like we sometimes that you know, he'll continue to grow because you know you need to be able to handle uh, the scriptures and handle what we believe correctly and communicate it correctly and and continue to mature in the faith. Uh, so uh, be sure you keep him in your prayers. So thank yes, you for sir. that. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for your uh, uh, commitment to our country, too. Marcus, Tallahassee, Florida. Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, I just want to make a point to the listeners. I want to make a point that the Republicans don't make a stance on abortion for political expediency. It's a, it's a point of conviction. And here's the reason why I'm going to tell you. Uh, we know that the majority of African Americans vote Democrat, and abortions improportionately affect the african-american community if it was expedience we would put one on every street corner right so my point is from the time i've, I've been born the population of the african-americans have went down from 18 percent down to 12.9 percent now could you figure out why that is yeah well that's a good point it really is um yeah that uh, that 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 those facts have been presented several times and um uh, and it's a sad uh it's a sad truth uh, because, to me, one of the things that I personally continue to see, and I think there's been a lot of African Americans that are uh, waking up to the fact that the Democratic Party, there's a disrespect. You heard Joe Biden let it slip out, you know. Well, if you you're not supporting me, you ain't really black. That that you you know, hey, y'all need to get in line and keep supporting us and just keep your mouth shut and go out there and vote. And 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 if not, then those evil Republicans are going to get you. Yeah. You know how dare them say you should be able to maximize your liberty and your potential and think for yourself. We didn't get to the story, but uh, did you see the billboard story uh, that the inner city? Uh, it was a charity that ran it that uh, worked on getting people out of poverty, and they had put some billboards up. And uh, oh yeah, well, some people yes. did not yeah. like it at yeah. all. Yes, uh, it. it 
Gosh, those are not political statements. Those are just life statements. <laughs> well, what they, the, it basically was telling you how to get out of poverty based on the statistics. Yeah. If you do these things, you can get out of your current situation. There it is. Yeah. Tired of poverty, finish school, take any job, get married, save and invest, give back to your neighborhood. Urbancure.org slash success. Yeah. And that upset people. They're mad. Yeah. The, well, how dare them? Well, that is offensive. Yeah. Black Lives Matters went after them really hard and got a lot of them taken down. Well, that's what fascists do. Yeah, is uh, is they 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 do not want there to be expression of, of free thought, and you, they give you slogans. But, and, but again, and you better you better recite those slogans. You better do these hand gestures, or look, we're going to get you. Look, look at what they're saying. What on there is offensive? That's what I can't uh, get go. to. Finish school, finish school. Take any job, whichever married. doesn't everybody say you need an education? Do you know anybody that says uh, don't get an education? Save and invest. And give back to your neighborhood. How dare them put them offensive words up? It's like people opposing the Ten Commandments. What, what, what in that? What, what are you doing? Why are you against that? You want everybody to lie to you? Take your stuff? Right. It's probably commandment number one. It's a <laughs> yeah. rejection of authority. Yeah, that's we'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Did you see Babylon B uh, yesterday when it said uh, Trump announces at the Rep- uh, Republican National Convention for everyone to look under their seat for a free my pillow? Yes, no, that's <laughs> funny. yes, and a can and of beans, a can of Goya beans. <laughs> Uh, look, that was a funny picture, too. Go to MyPillow.com right now. You know, they're doing the, – they still have the buy one, get one free specials going on. And also, Mike Lindell's still waiting to see if the FDA, something happens with this oleander uh, plant that he was talking about, the extract from that. We'll see. But right now, let's concentrate on the products that we know they have. And uh, that is, of course, um, you know, the, the duvet covers, uh, the Giza Dream Sheets, their beach towels are nice, and also the buy one, get one free. Uh, uh, you'll see a couple of those I mentioned. But you're going to save at least 30% if you go to radio specials, at least 30%. Uh, you can go there and, and use the code Bubba, click on that radio specials. You'll see all the deals uh, that are uh, available there. Uh, and, of course, there's a number of you, uh, you know, out there that they are saying, you know, hey, I'm, I, I haven't picked up a MyPillow. I've never tried it. Maybe it's time for you to do that. The Go Anywhere a travel version for those of you like us that are veterans with it. So just go right now to MyPillow.com, uh, and you'll see also a button there that says My Store. My Store. You want to look for that one, too. There's many other uh, inventive products that they've kind of been working on, some new stuff that they're they're checking out. So look at, look at radio specials for the savings. Then go to My Store to see some kind of things that are – New, and they're kind of working on and developing. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Bubba, uh, it did, we, we, were, we say it, Kenosha? Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin? Kenosha. Yeah. Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. We, we have an update, another, another night of unrest. Three have been shot, uh, including one fatality. Uh, and uh, this is um, uh, gunfire that was ringing out. This is all, of course, in the protest against police-involved shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, on Sunday, uh, we have some footage here, and this is the thing that I think, I, I, you know, what do you, I don't know what to say and do about this. It's just a fact of life. This new thing where now we're going to just randomly go after innocent people that don't have anything to do with this. We're going to show you how violent we can be. We're going to tear up your stuff. We're going to burn down your this, and we're going to come over and get you, and 
we're going to get in your face and say you better raise your hands in solidarity or we're going to get you and we're going to chase you and we're going to get after you and we might even kick you in the face and knock you out. Well, at some point, people who have are going to arm themselves and they're going to say, you're not going to do that to me and I'm going to fire back. Well, that's happened. Uh, and you're going to, and this guy, you know, you see them go after him and he fires back and shoots some of them and then goes over and turns himself into police. And here's some of the footage of this that, uh, uh, he's just trying to, he has his weapon in case he needs to defend himself. Yeah. The guy that you're seeing on the ground, yeah. you're sitting down, that's the gentleman. Okay. The, this video starts and it happens right away. Okay. Evidently he shot someone else and then the mob starts running after him. Uh, so he's, it's being said that he shot somebody else that was trying to loot. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So the, the looting, so, so now he, look, he's on the ground and then he's got a gun and he's just, he's firing and, uh, and people are running and he's firing and, um, and, and he's, he, he now is going to walk over into, I guess where there's law enforcement, which, uh, you know, we certainly don't want them around. Uh, that's what, you know, the protests keep saying. And uh, from, and he's walking now and goes and turns himself in. Wow, Adler, how long is this clip? Okay, here it is again. Mm-hmm. And then and you see the people trying to trying to go after him. This one guy decides since he's got a gun, I think I'll go. And um, and now he's walking. Wow. Yeah. So they're kicking him. Yeah, they're trying to kick him, but. It's interesting how when people are trying to kick you in the face, if you have a gun, they okay. will they will get away from that him. one guy. What a what, watch! They're they're coming up to him. He shoots. Mm-hmm. There's another guy that comes up, and then he backs up right there, and then he comes at him again. Yeah, this guy. and he shoots him. It looks like in the shoulder. What? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know what that guy's thinking. I mean, and uh, I don't know if there's language or anything on it, but. And then he goes and turns himself into police. And then he's saying that, you know, first of all, if you decide, you know, if you peacefully protest and you don't try to loot and tear things up and steal things or go after people, your odds of being shot by somebody go really low. Yeah, we're just Uh, talking about the common sense of it. I I don't know this guy, what the legality of what he was doing or didn't do or what he'll be charged with or not. I have no idea. It's kind of like with the police officer. Um you know, when you see somebody who has been shot seven times in the back, you think uh, your immediate thought, mine was, well, that seems a little uh, of course, yeah. uh, excessive, you know, what what in the world's going on? But, you know, those officers have a right to try to go home, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they were there for to begin with. I, I, we're getting more and more pieces of that about yeah. why they were there, what he was charged with uh, or w- what was going on, the reason they were called to that. And what he said, what he didn't say. Now, I did see one story that said they they tased him, but he got up and uh, got away from him and yep. was going to his car. Now, one story said he had, he said he was going to get a gun. I don't know if that's true or not, and that's probably why there was some yep. heightened uh, thing. But I, I I don't know what the law is. I don't know is that officer allowed to to do that or not. I, I don't know. Well, I and, don't know what their rules of engagement are and use of deadly force, and and apparently it. There, there is some. It varies a little bit from department to department, and state to state. Yeah, but but back to this. If even when we're holding law enforcement accountable, and and they need to be held accountable, right. and, but, and that but we needed need to. But in the meantime, once again, the violence has distracted us from the event that actually needed to be investigated 
and possibly prosecuted. And we don't know. And violence yeah. then now starts these different spatterings of violence. Right. That now you go from we're not even talking about Jacob Blake anymore. No. I'm talking about you're looting, and I'm mad about you looting, so I shoot you. And now I'm mad that you shot somebody for looting. Now I'm after you, yeah. and then I'm gonna shoot you. And that well, if you're going and you're shoot, I'm gonna shoot you back. I'm gonna kick you in the face with, and I'm gonna shoot you. It this is not the answer. And uh, and it just it's going to be yeah. now we've we've that we look we, we went and, and that, Jacob well, we Blake just, is uh, bad and it looks like yeah. he he survived but he may be paralyzed from this, but now we've got it, the a minute ago it said two people dead now, okay, uh, so one of the from, others from this so we yeah. we have other people dying that were alive and should be alive today but went out and got involved in all these protests and it doesn't even matter what side they're on right uh, but we're we're letting our protest over a death or a or a shooting turn into more deaths right yeah, yeah. and more shootings yeah. when sense. you know yeah. and again I, I just don't understand how grabbing a tv uh brings justice to a bad situation yeah, I, i've never, never got that one yeah i'm gonna steal something because i'm mad about right. some injustice well, that was committed guys. we have people who really care yeah, we have people who who say you know listen listen and, and listen legit, have a legitimate uh, complaint. But then you have people say, "Hey, there's chaos over here. Let's jump in and yeah. let's let's loot, let's, let's burn, let's kill." Because uh, let's bad lo- bad people and people who are going to break the law and steal, they know that in these situations there's not a lot of law enforcement, and the the mob just overruns the resources so they can get away with it. And and it's just like that's that's when bad people do bad things when they know they can get away with it, like when you tie the police's hands, when you cut their funding. That's when they do more stuff. I mean, that's exactly. that's. Can I, tell I you, thought that was pretty straightforward for everybody. But can I tell you another yeah. thing? That, and it has nothing to do with this shooting if it was justified or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. All, and, all I'm watching there is chaos. Right. But but I'm but I'm going back to this. Another thing that puts everybody in more danger for danger for law enforcement is if they get an attitude from us that we're re- we want to shoot all of you and we do want to kill you. Well, see now they think well every scene I go to they may be trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot and, of these call outs where they're and now uh, ambushed can, and stuff. You may yeah. have an officer that never was a threat, but now he is, but yeah. or she is because they think. Well, I tell you one thing: as soon as we arrive on the scene. We got to watch all the way around us. Maybe people be trying to hit us with a brick. Somebody's trying to shoot us. Yeah, you know, and and all of that. It's making it even more dangerous. But and that is incredible footage, isn't it? Is this one's even more? This is kind I, I of do, a high I, def. Yeah, the, the, it is. That's a lot better. It's a little, little more clarity. And, Don't uh, run at a guy pointing a gun at you. So so Abner, how does he ever get what? on the ground? It looks like did he trip or did somebody knock him down? I think he fell. I okay. think he was slip, but then okay. they tried to jump on him. Okay. That one guy, he made a bad mistake coming yeah, back yeah. from over. What in the world was he thinking? He wasn't thinking. If he shot me, he'd have shot me in the butt you, going other You way. can be right or you can be wrong. That doesn't even matter. You're shot. Yeah. Bleeding and now really fighting for your life probably on some level. To me, I think this is where the real truthful adult conversation takes place back to the original intent. Law enforcement. And and hey, overuse of force or not overuse of force, it looks like right, like in this right. situation with Jacob Blake. Number one, we need to learn the lesson that try not to be in a situation that gets the police called to your location. Right. Okay, right. And then when the police tell you to do something, then do it. But then on the other side, 
All right. When I when, let's even say, if you perceive what they're telling you to do being wrong or your rights being violated, you can argue that later in front of the judge. But let's say now we get to a scene where that that all goes wrong. Right. We're here. The guy, our woman, is not listening to what we said, and they're walking away from us, or we get them on the ground somewhere. How? Because they say this guy that had him on the ground one time and he got away. Right. Why they keep getting away? I mean, well, do, do, I we, do we need to? Well, what, what, there's also needs to be an adjustment on. Can we not restrain people better than we do? Well, here's I the mean, thing, Rick, and what, this goes you back. Know, you know, does we, it have to lead to shooting? Isn't there a we, way to get them under control? Well, we've all we've been joking about right. the Spider-Man net, but right. I think you're going to hear the argument that the things that they can do to get them under control are the things they're being outlawed to take won't let them use anymore. And, and that's well, certain. And that, so now they're getting away. Okay, that's my And question. it's escalating the situation. Aren't you better off to be not not in George Floyd's case? That that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that is not deadly. Aren't you better off if an officer gets you where you can't move anymore and gets you into the car as opposed to well we can't restrain you physically. You keep fighting and getting away. I guess we got to shoot you. I mean, is isn't that kind of a? I mean, like because we don't have the Spider Man ability. I mean, you're saying like lasso somebody and just I'm, subdue I'm just, them. I'm just saying subdue them so they cannot continue Off- yeah. the Office, altercation. Officers have to have some sort of re- some sort of recourse if you won't do what they tell you to do. And how do we keep getting to the gun? Isn't there something between that we yeah, can come up with? That's what we need. We need something right there. Right. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. Did y'all see Adler running here when I was saying, all right. What what, what are some. I know. What are. When we were talking about law enforcement, and certainly they've been trained to restrain people. We said the the taser was going to solve all this where things wouldn't be. You know, get down to to the gun, and you 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 of course think the answer is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I was just gonna run in here right at the break, yeah, right, and just say one word, gentlemen, jiu-jitsu. Uh, now, well, you think you think the officers aren't trained in how to restrain somebody? I mean, undoubtedly they keep getting away though. I mean, uh, so okay, I think that we're all this defund the police, all that boo honky, take all that money and pay to give these police officers jujitsu lessons. Not even joking around. For oh. so many reasons. You think they've so never thought of that? Um, I do not think... Po- police are not trained as much as we would hope and as much as we're seeing now as they need. How many times have we seen videos like you guys are talking about where the person gets away? Right. And, and it's like a a, a, a guy, a, maybe 45-year-old guy, struggling with a 32-year-old woman. Like, that just should not be happening. Well, I feel like that, that probably the, the perpetrator... Ooh. Can fight any way he wants to, and the police have all kind of rules of engagement. They, and they can't do this, can't do that, and they've got so much yeah. equipment. No joke. Look, you, you beat somebody up and then get them in jail. Then they send pictures out of their face beat up, and then you get in trouble for that. What about this? Now, again, it could be different. I'm not as as educated on on the drug culture of today when it comes to meth and the various drugs that people are using. But I know that when my dad was talking about when he worked in public education in the '60s that angel dust and stuff like that became big. And he said when you would try to get these people under control, I mean, they could pick up cabinets and throw them that they had like super strength and they were incredibly hard to restrain 
because of the drug and the adrenaline that it gave them uh, that they became very, very powerful. Is is there some of that out there? I think some of that Wait, is, mm-hmm. is going on, but I, I, truthfully, I t- talk to police officers and talk to police officers that have just started jiu-jitsu. Start, talk to police officers to who have been doing jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu for a long time. Don't you have to get somebody to sit down? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Okay, there are so many training times. them in that. What about got training his guard? Them, what about training them in rodeo just so they can lasso? Them? That's there not you, a bad there idea. There you go. There you go. But and then, then people would say the ropes are the ropes are racist. Well, you know, you know what happens, though, Rick. To your point, they they'll have somebody on drugs. They'll try to get them down. They get away, get away. And they end up with twelve officers out there beating the crap out of somebody trying to get them under control. That's the clip you see on TV. I know. You don't see the ones that escalated it up to that point. And you think Brazilian Jiu Jitsu may be the answer? Um, I think that do they have to wear a that gi? kind of training would be it would be very beneficial for police officers. They the police officers are not spending time training, and it's not their fault. The, the, there isn't the money there in the budget. They need to be paid for their time in training as well. Seriously, what about seriously. kung fu? Talk to kung, kung fu to, is striking. To, kung fu is striking. Jiu-jitsu is the gentle art. But it goes That's really literally what it's called. You're able to subdue people without hurting them. You got. I'm just listening. I'm just I had to correct all the wrong I'm just, things. I'm just said. thinking if, if when you pull an arm out of socket, it hurts. Well, you, that's what you don't. I'm do just thinking that. if uh, who, who was the guy that did kung fu? It was David Carradine. What was his character? Kane, you know Kane, that. Yeah, Kane, something, something Kane. Kane. But back to this serious well, question. I mean, I, but if if he the legend continues, if he, I mean, if he goes out there and goes nuts with a few roundhouse kicks, everybody's gonna go. Well, I don't want none of that. Then they'll, they'll say police off. brutality. Let me go back to this. Let me go strike. back to this. Adler to Bubba's point. You're what making if one they of Bubba's wrestle like WWE. You're making one of Bubba's points. So what you're saying is to Bubba's point that he keeps making, and I agree. To defund is only gonna make the situation worse. Yes. Now they're gonna be less trained. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and that's not really Well, what that's we, how you build a great championship football team, as Herschel Walker picked out. You spend less money. And, and, and police officers spend spend their days dealing with idiots and dangerous idiots. Police right. officers, most police officers have PTSD. They are dealing with it right now. The level of stress that these police officers have is out the out the window. And so, you almost said yin yang, didn't you? With Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you are put into that stressful situation. It is stress inoculation. Everyone is going to benefit. Police okay. officers will be better at their jobs. People, less people will be getting killed. Hey, so, that's hey, what, that's if, what I'm talking it's about. It's so gentle. I see how it's calmed you down. Yeah. yeah, say no to speed. Well, you guys, but, are kinda, you guys are kind of you're kind of writing it off. Listen, we're just talking through it. Here's a call. In a minute, you you're going to come try to restrain me. I'll be somebody that there's been a call about. I would, but COVID, Take your shirt COVID, off. And, I would, and, and then, I would, and then you COVID. see if you can get me under control. Well, and don't hurt me because once you once I say okay, you got me, we'll stop. All this would happen, but except for COVID. Okay, right? I understand. All right, let's go to Cole. <laughs> Cole, go ahead. In Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, hey, you guys, uh, Monkey Grass Green Acres. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thanks thanks for the work you're doing. So what's on your mind? Uh, sir. All right, so this exact subject, this is, I'm a familiar, uh, very familiar with a particular uh, situation that, that that is exactly what you guys are talking about. In one of my local law enforcement agencies, all of the police officers are trained in a particular chokehold, and Adler, I'm sure, is very familiar with this, being in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And so, um, so the story is there was a guy, how I believe it was on PCP. He was ripping apart a local restaurant. Mm. Several responding officers, uh, tried to tase him, or at least a couple tried to tase him. And I can't remember if maybe one of the tasers didn't contact good enough. And maybe another taser situ, uh, attempt was, it just failed. And so, um, long story short, one of the, I think it was like the third responding officer, he shows up. 
and he was able to choke this guy out. Uh, and they, you know, long enough to put him in handcuffs. And I'm, I'm familiar mm. with a lot of these uh, police officers who responded to this situation, and I'm, I'm familiar with the guy who choked him out. So you, you say so you, you put you, him Adler makes a point then? Yes, sir. Okay. They've outlawed I the definitely choke. believe so. Haven't they outlawed the chokehold in a lot of the police departments? It, can they do a Brazilian jiu-jitsu chokehold and then not be as severe? Well, it really, it's, ex- it's about experience, putting people to sleep. I know that sounds crazy, but it, it really is. When I'm choking somebody out, I go sink in that RNC, the rear naked choke, sink that buddy in, and you count to ten. When they get to eight, when I get to eight, in my mind, that person is is tapping because the lights are closing, and then we let go, and everything is fine. And so if you're a police officer, just hold on till about twelve. They'll be slack. You can pop those handcuffs on, and you're good to go. Uh, uh, I have it from a it. police officer here said most departments in our state train on a system very similar to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 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 J- oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's another word. It's getting worse. Uh, Bermuda. 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 That's what I'm Rita saying. Bubba, jiu-jitsu. Rick and Bubba. That soccer would destroy the country. Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour. Speedy out today. Uh, we gave you the update on that. We checked him earlier. He's being quarantined because uh, one of his sons has tested positive for COVID 19. He seems to be doing fine, and they have isolated. Uh, and probably he is not uh, at risk, we hope, but you can't take any chances. So he'll be back next week. And we'll check in from him uh, with him coming down from time to time via Zoom like we've already done today. So uh, Greg's here, Helmsy's here, Adler's here, and there's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubby. Rick, glad to be here. What an honor and privilege. Thank you. And, uh, man, we got people, I feel like, scattered all over the field here, you know. Jeremiah is calling us out of the great state. Well, the state of California. I don't know about <laughs> the great. sunny state, Jeremiah. I don't know about great. It, it was great at one time, maybe. Uh, so, Jeremiah. So, so what's on your mind today, man? How you been? I'm, I'm doing good. How about you? I got your resume, by the way. Thanks for sending that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what I wanted to talk about was um, you guys are, you know, uh, just before you guys started talking about the shit, you were talking about how you know, you know, you talk- you think the black community is, you know, waking up to, you know, what the Democrat Party really is. It seems to be, like, yeah. And maybe I'm just seeing it more. It seems like there seems to be uh, more and more, uh, you know, black people that are saying, you know, I, 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 this thing of my skin color means I vote Democrat. I'm, I'm not, I'm not down with that anymore. And, and so, like, the thing with it is, uh, it's like it's not like really an awakening to what the Democrat Party is, because like in the actual black community, it's, it's not there's not like severe love for the Democrat party or like it really like, unlike, you know, with the white community in America is half vote Republican, half vote Democrat basically. Yeah. Yeah. But in the black community it's half vote Democrat. Others don't vote at all. And the reason is because like Republicans, they don't campaign in the black community. Most black people don't even know what the Republican, what the Republican stance is on basically any topic 
other than for the ones that are, you know, the most polarized and stuff like that. And, you know, there is no money invested into the black community. There is no time spent, you know, talking with, you know, black leaders of the community. So there's, so there's no real trust built there. There's no understanding there. So, of course, if you don't know somebody or what they stand for and all you know is what you may have heard, then, of course, you, you have no interest in really getting to know them. Does it have any impact? Uh, is her name Klasik? Is that how I say your name? Kim. Kim Klasik. Is that her name? Kimberly Klasik? It's running for, yeah. uh, is it Maryland? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's Baltimore. Baltimore. Now, they Baltimore. say she yeah. has no chance because the Republican uh, you know, voting base in Baltimore is, is practically none. But, see, we're in a time now where technology, and I'm going to ask if you think that changes because I get the point you're making. Do you think technology has changed that? Like there was a time her political commercial – couldn't be seen anywhere but there in Baltimore. But now, you know, people can get on YouTube and send it out. And you see this this African-American woman saying 53 years, I think she said, the Democrats have run Baltimore and look at the state of our communities. So do you think now there's a chance that maybe that education of the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party is now maybe because of technology more accessible than maybe it was in the past? Well, yeah, it's definitely more accessible. Like, in, in the, the truth of the matter is, if Republicans genuinely want to see, you know, like, reach out to the black community, right, you know, right. start doing campaigning there, like, it, right. they could do it. You know, you have the money to do it. If anything, you have more money than you know, Democrats. You know, you have the people, like, you would have the more of the higher middle class and, you know, you know, a lot of the, you know, quiet billionaires, I guess I would say, you know, like, you know, not the people who are out there in the you know, entertainment issue. You know, if you, there's backing in the Republican Party to where if they wanted to do that campaign in there, they could, but they see it as a loss. They don't, they, they don't see it as worth it to, you know, try to get these votes. They think it, this is, the black community is a monolith and it's going to forever be, you know, Democrat. And, but it's like black people talk all the time about how the, the Democrat Party hasn't done anything for us, but we just don't trust Republicans. I got Republicans are smart enough that they had like half a brain. I'm talking about the Republican Party, you know, not just Republican people in general, but if they just had half a brain, they could just say, okay, let's step in here and let's tell you what we're about. Let's show you what we're about. Let's show you why this would be better rather than rather than just saying, oh, I guess we've lost. Like, that's a losing mentality, and it sucks for y'all because, I mean, you ain't ever going to win, you know, like, you know, I mean, only, like, half the black community even vote, you know, in America. It's, like, like 48% or whatever. It's not, like, it's not, like, 100% of black people all vote you. Democrats. It's just people with, like, uh, and that's only 90% of those, that half of the community that votes Democrats. So it's really not the overwhelming majority. But, yeah, like I said, it's, like, if there's nobody there to represent Republican values out there just campaigning, you know, showing that there's goodwill there, then, yeah, there's not going to be any votes. Okay. Well, I think I think that is a difference that you saw from Trump. I think historically a lot of the Republicans felt like uh, we're, we're not going to win in this vote. We're not going to get traction, so I've, I've got to do other things. But Trump, to his credit, Early on, said, "Look, I'm not backing away from this," and he went into areas that normally were were solid Democrat and challenged for those votes. Now he didn't win the majority of them, but he definitely got an audience and got people listening and talking. And now, what do you see? You see, and I and Jeremiah I hate using racial terms describing people, but that is the the conversation we're having. L- just look at the RNC this week. How many black Republicans have you seen? Black conservatives that get up there with a story. You see, you used to never see that, and now there was quite a few, and you see that growing more and more. It doesn't happen overnight. But I think, I think that Trump, one of the, the lasting things, like him or not, 
he has shown that you you need to reach out there. But remember the last weekend of the election, where that's usually you got to get that last vote. You know, he went to Minnesota. Mm. That the Republicans have not won. Ronald Reagan didn't win Minnesota when he won forty nine other states. Right. And and I thought that is very strange that he would go there. But he thought he had a chance, and it was close. He lost it, but he made inroads there. So I think a lot of times we, and and I think both parties do this. You you write off a group or or some some group of people. Uh, it may be racial. It may be economic. It may be geographic or whatever because you think well historically it hasn't worked out but you know there's always uh, there's always time for a change you know that you can get in there and and have a new message and and get some attention yeah and with that clarity uh, i think jeremiah laid it out and you just did too bubba yeah don't you may not be able to go after the 48 percent that have voted democrat for generations certainly you might pull a small percentage why don't you go after the african-american community that's not voting at all and, and, and from you, the African American community, the black community, if if they would if they would make a a formal request to the Republicans and the Democrats, say, look, I mean, this is a negotiation almost. What's in it for me? Both of y'all come to the table, tell me what you're going to do. We'll decide which one we like the best. We'll endorse you. And and I think any group that will play both sides you know, can come out ahead in this. I mean, really, politics is a negotiation, if you think about it. I want something. You want something. Who's going to give me the most of what I want? That's who I vote for. I mean, it, I'm, when I say give me something, a position. Not on, talking about a program. Taxes, right, right. How do you make my, you, you, my life you, better? You, you think like I think, or you do this, or you do that. Uh, but, you know, you, you see these uh, these groups that will come out and they, they hear both candidates and then they decide who they're going to support. And sometimes it's a Republican, sometimes it's a Democrat. Well, they get they get more attention than someone who just automatically says, I'm with this group or that group. So you have a mentality on both sides by the parties and by populations that I think they could play it better and come out good for everybody. And Trump loves a good negotiation. Yeah. You, you gotta, he enjoys that. And then no matter what your ethnicity is, you've got to ignore all the things that are going to be shouted at you. You know, if you're, if you're a Caucasian and you're conservative, you've got to realize they're going to call you all these different phobes, phobia and racist and deal with that. If you're, you know, if you're black and you decide to go conservative, now you're going to be called you know, Uncle Tom, and and you're carrying water for the Republican Party. Exactly. And, and we, those of us, you have to get your ideology and 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 investigate for yourself why a certain political ideology you think best serves your personal situation and the country overall. And the rest of this noise, you just need to block out. Rick, let me let me flip it around. What if, for the most part, Christians? tend to lean lean more conservative with the Republicans. But what if we said, Democrats, what you got for us? Come to the table. Well, we'll do this. We'll do that. In other words, it's you see, that's another group that's kind of locked yeah. in where if they were open to both sides, they might get more done. Probably so. Just well, from a negotiation yeah, standpoint. Right. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Listening 
21 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show phone calls coming in. We go rough cut now, Bubba, because we got a we got a backlog. So rough cut. 30 seconds is going to be king. So there's no timeouts. At the end of 30 seconds, you hear this. Your time on the program comes to the close. Then we move uh, to the next caller. We'll start with anonymous out of Montgomery. Uh, anonymous, uh, and he wants to talk about Adler's suggestion of law enforcement learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, all right, anonymous, go ahead. Hey, Biggins, how are y'all? We're fired up. Hey, guys, uh, 20 plus years in law enforcement, taking martial arts off and on since my teenage years. What Adler is not taking into consideration is you have to keep a distance between yourself and somebody. These rear naked chokes and all that, you've got all this gear on your waist. Mm. You've got to worry about them grabbing a hold of weapons, tasers, mace. Uh, it's not two guys in street clothes, you know, you toss somebody on the ground, you're landing on a radio, you're landing on a, a firearm. Good points. And that's yeah. one of the things they teach you. Don't get close to them because they can get your weapons. Adler, do you think- and, and I'm talking about where physical contact and uh, a altercation, a physical this- altercation has already occurred. I'm talking about the examples where you see videos in which the police they get away. has an opportunity and they, they get away. And I'm getting tons of texts too from uh, people in the police force saying that it is about once a year that they get a any kind of training like this. They're, they're just underfunded and undertrained. And I'm for police. I love the police. We need the police. Let me just say that. Uh, let's go to Keith and what Coleman. What a good boomerang? Keith and Coleman, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yes, I got a suggestion. You know, they pull out the taser to subdue somebody. Why don't they come up with a tranquilizer like they do an animal, and that way they just let them uh, let the tranquilizer take effect, and then and then they just pass out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some yeah. drawbacks to that, but uh, you, you, you make you make an interesting well, point. Can it, I say that? It'll it'll a, eventually kill somebody, and then you'll have a big lawsuit and a protest because. But the taser got, was supposed to be that weapon that stepped in in between, and I don't think it has universally worked. I mean, it does work, and we've seen that, but it's not it's not stopping the shootings. No, the ta- and I think that's what our eventual goal is here. Even if somebody is guilty, we don't want the police officer one to be in, you know, in harm's way, and two, he doesn't. We don't want that police officer to have to be judge and jury in, in this. You yeah, know? and I understand that all this is resolved if you'll simply follow instructions. Right. But we're talking about what happens when somebody doesn't. That we could minimize the end result is a shooting. That's right. what we're talking about. Uh, let's go to uh, Bruce in Mississippi. Bruce, go right ahead. Thirty seconds. How are you? Good morning, Biggins. Hey, hey let's, I want to see a German Shepherd in every car. Uh, I want to see. I want to see one of these dogs. You know, if these guys take off running, hey, don't worry about it. Just drop the leash. Fred, go get him. He likes flat. He likes fast food. Go get him, Fred. Well, you know? the, the problem yes. is the the uh, the optics on that, and I don't know how much it would cost too. By the way, to have a dog that's been trained, because we have we have the uh, the canine, canine the canine division. Mm-hmm. And they certainly do well, but you know, you again, you got to. And when we're living in a world that optics dictate everything, I promise you, you'll go from nobody's getting shot to I can't believe we're releasing dogs on people. Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and so and the dog can can carry it too far sometimes too. It doesn't know, you know, it, it can it can injure somebody too. Look, I'm speaking in the line of duty. I'm speaking on behalf of a friend of mine too, right. but they will run you down. Right. Uh, let's go to um, anonymous. Another anonymous caller. Go ahead. You got thirty seconds. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Popular. A lot of them. Uh, hey guys. Hey, Good morning. Hey, hey buddy. Um, real, real quick, I just wanted to comment, Bubba. You talked about the 
person in Alabama saying that we have something similar to jiu-jitsu, and we do, and I'm an instructor of that. It's taught by a guy who is a, like a fifth-degree black belt, and he developed this system. But what most people don't understand is that it is taught for hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. and a lot of it does not account for those very few small times when somebody might have a knife or a yeah, when a weapon comes into play, it's a whole it's a whole different ball game. And at that point, you you've put yourself in danger. You got to do what you got to do. And if and if you pull a weapon on a policeman, then I'm sorry, or anybody in law enforcement. That's, I mean, it, you're responsible for what happens next. Yep. There's only so much they can well, do. See, once that, you, once you start trying. That's the thing, to, though. Like yeah, this, okay. the officer doesn't know if you're reaching for that's right A or B gun. You know, you just don't know. Uh, let's go to uh, Tyler in Huntsville. Tyler, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, uh, I just wanted to comment on the Kenosha uh, shooting. Um, I don't know how we got to the point, media, uh, movies, or whatever, but people running towards somebody with a gun is not smart. Like, you mm. can't can't do that. I, I know it's been normalized, but you cannot come back from dead. Talk to an Army veteran. Go look at pictures of the aftermath of being shot. It, you can't come back from dead, people. Running towards somebody with a gun, not listening to police officers with weapons pointed at you. We can't. Without, they can't. Do you yeah. think? The, do you think video games has something to do with that? Because when you lose in a video game, you just you just start a new game. No, I think there's something too. We, we we saw the close-up shot of one of the people that was shot by the man Boy. with a gun, and I mean his arms blown off, except for hanging on by a thread. But when you look at the real picture, you know what it looks like. Special effects. Yeah. It, it it looks like a video game, and and I well, think there may, but but I guarantee you, to him, it's not a special no, effects video no. game. And it, like the caller said, again, we can debate force too much force, but I do know this. Just like most of these instances, if you just did what they said initially when the police showed up, none of this happened. Oh yeah, they right, were, right. No, and that, that's a given. But yeah. the, here's the thing: bad guys don't follow the rules, or they wouldn't be bad guys right. to begin with. So when we start talking about things that happen, we all yeah. also so need to go, this could have been avoided real right. easy. Right? No, oh, we could have, no doubt. I guess what we're trying to say is, uh, let's say it doesn't go through the easy yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Is there a way to minimize that person being shot? I didn't. I don't think you can eradicate it. There's no way. But can, well, it, I'm kind of like the other guy. I think you come back from a dart gun better than you do a bullet. So think about that. Certainly they thought of that before. Well, the taser was supposed to be kind of like a dart gun. But, right, but right. if you're out but there right now and you know why tranquilizer idea was never implemented, there's got to be a reason for it. You think nobody's thought of that? I mean, you see you see the perpetrator brought in hogtied, you know, on the pole. I think it takes too long to kick in. Probably yeah, does. Yeah, you're that, right. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's not immediate. It's not immediate enough. Uh, now, in old well, school it was. Well, I mean, you go down the street, though, it's. You'll find him eventually. Yeah, he'd light up down the street. Uh, <laughs> you look, don't have to run very far. Sam in Montgomery. Sam, welcome to the program. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, hey how about it? I to talk to you all for a minute. <clears throat> I'm good. Uh, I just want to talk to you all for a minute about escalation of force. So anytime that your uh, law enforcement is actually in an uh, entanglement with somebody, it's not going to be a fair fight. You always want to have one step above what they have. So mm-hmm. if they're fighting with bare hands, you've got a baton. If they have a knife, you have a gun, and so on and so forth. And so uh, as the escalation of force goes through, you have your baton. That doesn't work. You can switch to your pepper spray if that doesn't work because it affects people right. differently. You, you work down the you list. Go, you go down the list. Yeah, I, I understand the I, – honestly, I understand the concept, and I'm certainly not trying to say that people – Well, again, right or wrong, like uh, Jacob Blake, if they could have knocked him out, before he ever got to his car, we don't have a shooting today. 
And if he'd done what they asked him to do, we wouldn't have it either. Right. Both of those. And, are- and probably not broke the law to begin with either. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past Wednesday Bible study back today, noon uh, central time on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's a standalone uh, study again this week. We'll start a new series next week. Uh, it is today the title, um, The Days Are Evil. And we'll walk through scripture as we did last week on the question, Why Do We Suffer? All right, so um, we'll, we'll unpack that today. Who's responsible for that one? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Thought you stepped yeah. on the Easter egg. Uh, I don't That's think rough. so. <laughs> Y'all better check the trash. That's right. The reason why I don't That's think it was me is I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> so I think it must have come one. from somewhere else. That's bad. Speaking You're of, uh, and, 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 and a terrible pun, HelloFresh.com. <laughs> HelloFresh. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not fresh in here right now. HelloFresh. <laughs> My goodness. It's coming from the drum set. I don't know who yeah. was over uh, there. Yeah. Did you not? Little drummer I, boy. I thought that was just. I, for, then now I feel bad because when I, I heard the sound, I thought Bubba's getting pretty good on the bass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen to that low end. <laughs> good night, y'all. That's bad. I mean, I, look, Greg. Greg. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I tell you one. Somebody needs to check the temperature real quick. Uh, little drummer. If boy. this is effective for coronavirus, <laughs> we are all safe. <laughs> uh, so, how about HelloFresh.com? Uh, right now, you can have meals delivered right to your door. And, uh, man, people are sending me pictures of these meals. Uh, and, and how about this? About 40% less than compared to you going out, taking a recipe, trying to go out and get the details. You know, you go out and say, I got to get this, got to get this. I don't know how much. Look, with HelloFresh.com, contactless, right there to the door. That's how Speedy and his family are eating now. Right there to the door. It gives you the meals for the week. Uh, every And every meal is in its own little bag. And then you just simply prepare it. It's uh, free shipping is included and $80 off on your first uh, order. If you use the code Bubba at HelloFresh.com, there's also a link at RickandBubba.com under the sponsors button. Bubba, you okay? I'm good. The door was open to yeah, the, the, uh, thank you for the TLC, and it was creating some noise. That's right. I mean, that's a hur- Hurricane Laura called and her ability to stay organized back. Cat four. I mean, how about it? It stayed organized, too. You know, a lot of times they'll dissipate. Ah, that storm was getting tight. Sometimes they'll dissipate pretty quick. That thing hung in there. Actually, when it moved toward Helmsley, I saw that coffee bag move. <laughs> it had some thickness, didn't it? It may get in there to, it may get in there to Adler. Uh, Adler, you might want to bunker, uh, bunker down in there, my friend. Uh, all right, so we got a couple of headlines that, that we'll that we'll cover. One of them is Hillary Clinton. Yes, we will. Uh, Hillary Clinton. You can't hide, you're lying, Remnants are still around, by the way. Somebody, can we get a lozenge, please? Let me grab. All right, now, Baba, help me to try to, because the left, you know, the left will go crazy. They'll they'll say one thing and then they'll do it, and it's almost like they don't think you notice it. Am I not, am I crazy? (laughs) Yes, you are, buddy. All right, so, but did they not say, Prepare for Donald Trump not to leave the the Oval Office. He's not going to leave. That's right. He's going. He's going to lose. Calling that shot. And he's not going to leave. And uh, this is going to just take away the. You know, we have an orderly uh, transfer of power. Transfer of power. That's what makes us different. in All these other countries, these banana republics out there. 
now Hillary Clinton is quoting and saying she's telling Joe Biden he should not concede on election night under any circumstance. So, is that, is, what? So if well, he I, loses, no matter what, he must. He I think must she's hold saying, depending how the vote's going, hold on till we can get some more mail-in ballots. Yeah, so she, we can dig a few out of the closet. She is urging. Hey, here's another box. She's ur- urging Biden not to concede defeat on November third, no mm-hmm. matter the circumstances. She says, "This is the quote: Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out, and eventually, I do believe he will win." If we don't give an inch, and if we are are as focused and relentless as the other side, this is crazy. They're the most relentless, hard-going, cancel-you, destroy-you, ruin-you people on the planet. And they're doing that famous thing of saying, we don't want to be mean like them. They're the ones that are mean. We're talking about the lady who was in charge of the bimbo unit, Rick. Correct. Keep in mind. Right. They said, sadly, she should not have said this because they said uh, that it was kind of uncomfortable to be around Joe Biden. He started getting excited because he thought he'd actually won the presidency. Uh, so, no, the, the – uh, so, so <laughs> did I win? Hey, uh, hang on just a minute. What am I talking about? <laughs> so there she is. Did she not just say this is the kind of person Trump is and now she's telling Joe Biden to be that way? Exactly. Rick, I know. Wow. It's just – it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for them. I mean, it's just – Maybe if that had a real job one day. You're talking about the light? Don't talk about the light like that. (laughs) All right, so you you remember we've been talking about – other things has a lot, too. We've been uh, been talking about (laughs) – Shines bright, doesn't it? About portraying as an angel of light. (laughs) COVID-19 update. Some of you have been concerned, and certainly we have it uh, with our own show, as uh, Bubba's daughter has tested positive, Speedy's son has tested positive, our nephew – Greg has tested positive. These are all college students that have gone back to their campus, but they're young and they're healthy, and they seem to be having relatively mild uh, symptoms, uh, as if they had allergies or a sinus infection or a cold. Uh, well, you know, I was actually in a conversation last night where they were talking about, you know, there's people that travel to other countries and they're saying we're here, and it's like like COVID nineteen <clears> never <throat> happened, and uh, you know, Greece and, and and some other places are Greenland. Uh, they're like, ah, we're, we're done. Uh, so Brazil is also now becoming a very interesting example. They got hit hard. Because they said they've had an unexpectedly positive turn in the Brazilian very crowded cities mm. that they were once plagued, to Greg's point, with the coronavirus pandemic, and it's raising fresh questions about herd immunity. Uh, they said the impoverished city of, I can't pronounce uh, the name, saw hospitalizations plummet, even though it had never imposed a lockdown or taken any other drastic containment measures that were imposed in Asia and Europe, also testing far more residents than it once did. Initially, medical experts believed that between 60 and 70% of the population needed to develop antibodies to reach that collective immunity, but they say this city, where it's now practically disappeared, really never got past 20%. Uh, they say the city of 2 million suffered three times as many deaths as normal in the spring, but they said without them doing anything other than just let people get it and work through it, now they have a lot of death, yeah. but this herd humini- uh, immunity doesn't seem to require 60 to 70%. They're saying if you can just get to 20%, it seems to uh, 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 give a much better 
a much more positive. Well, result. Ricky, it's a lot. You know, if you if you know the example of like a nuclear explosion, and you put control rods in, and you you break a few of these connections, and it falls apart eventually. It's kind of the same thing. You you don't have to be at sixty percent or fifty percent for it to fall apart it's uh it, it you know a virus actually struggles to try to to jump from host to host and we make it easy for it when we gather yeah and and, uh, and, and some people in here obviously said not so fast we need not to, so we fast. need to keep watching see if there's a second wave but right, right now right. they say it appears to have had a, a positive impact uh that they now have reached uh, an infection rate of 20 percent, and it seems to be leveling off oh boy this story about uh the nine-year-old Canadian boy, uh, yeah, watching were, his mama. Y'all were telling me that oh, during the break. I, I, I had not heard that story. Gosh, so, that is horrible. So, talking to, when she talked to her dad on the phone? Mama, yes. Mama's 44. Uh, they live in an area, Saskatchewan, where bears you know, live. And uh, they said that, um, unfortunately, she went out uh, to call uh, her, her dad about the water line that had not been working and that her husband had fixed it, trying to tell her dad that. Then she told her son Eli to run inside and grab an antenna. Uh, he said he heard distorted gurgling sounds over the phone. So I stayed on the line for a few minutes where I hung up and tried calling back. The sounds were very disturbing. An attack crossed my mind, but attacks out there, he said, is usually one in a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said uh, that I got a call back that uh, the woman he was talking to, his daughter, was attacked by a bear while on the phone talking about the water line, the bear would not let go, so the bear was then shot until it let go. Uh, the husband tried to administer CPR, but sadly was too late. So the husband uh, came out there and saw what was happening, and sadly the child saw the whole thing from inside the house. Um, so it, it said that um, there was never that we never leave food around, he said. We'd never give them a reason to stay around our property. Uh, never been any provoked bears or any any of them that ever seemed angry. They would always run off. You never know, though. She said uh, Stephanie would have been in the bear's sight. She had her back turned. She never saw the bear. And they, he said, from what we can gather, it was a totally unprovoked attack. Matter of fact, when they did the autopsy on the bear, the stomach was full of blueberries. Mm. So uh-huh. th- this is that thing that animal people never want to talk about. Sometimes wild animals just kill people. They're wild animals. Yeah. You know, and it's a, what a terrible scene. You're sitting there talking about a water line. You're like, what? what? I can't hear you. What happened? You hear sounds, and little did you know, the person who you love and you're talking to on the phone about a water line is now being attacked and killed by a bear. Not good. Cool. 15 minutes to the top of the hour. We'll take uh, some more of your phone calls on topics that may be on your mind and uh, any stories we may have missed when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Uh, we'll hit any headlines that we may have missed and squeeze in some of your phone calls. Well, the Jerry Falwell Jr. story continues to just be bizarro. Uh, so uh, he comes out with his story. The, the dude, uh, the third party, uh, the old third will, comes out with his story. Now today, the wife 
uh, is coming out with her story, and it just continued. And then, then the 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 young man came out with more details today. So. Oh, really? So he's now pivoted back again. It's a nice uh, little I, back and forth battle we got. If going I'm on. reading this right, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's saying there's a lot more to the story. Uh, Jerry Jr. may may be may be asked to leave, but here, take this ten million dollars with you as you go. Um, you know, I heard uh, heard some commentary that you know he was now being advised by his lawyer not to resign <clears> to force them to fire him, uh, which might lead to him leaving more money. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's going to it's one, it's like anything when you pull scabs off, there's going to be blood, and everybody worked to get to the other side of this. And um, so we, we now have uh, Becky, and again, it's just some rough details, claiming that some of the allegations of the, of the person uh, that uh, became part of their lives in a very bizarre way, some of what he was claiming uh, was, was exaggerated or not true at all. Um, and, and it was more of the, some of the weirder stuff. Yeah, I think you're just going to see that story just continue to spiral out of control, really. Right. Uh, we have... Um, the helicopter company in the Kobe Bryant case, uh, a crash, is suing two air traffic controllers. Have you seen that? Yeah. Man. They're, they're saying that they did not do a very good job, um, and uh, they, they think that they uh, had the controllers not engaged in numerous negligent acts or omissions, <clears throat> which they state in their complaint, then the pilot would not have been forced to respond to multiple air traffic control requests and commands during the most critical phase of the flight. Um, and so they're they're saying the air traffic controllers contributed to this situation being more dangerous than it than it would have been if they had done their job more effectively. So we'll see how that goes. Rick and I think uh, just uh, breaking a little while ago, Laura, the hurricane officially a category three now, and they're expecting it to reach four later today or tonight i think so and we'll try to check in with james tomorrow and see see where all that is i hope if you're in the uh the the area where that storm is heading i i saw one graphic said 10 to 15 foot storm surge around lake charles so uh please be prepared we continue let's go to uh auburn alabama anthony is standing by anthony welcome to rick and bubba how are you Hey guys, great. I'm actually uh, driving back through Pike Road, Alabama now. Okay. Um, we'll piggyback on uh, yesterday with the full tab. Um, another little life hack. I don't know if you have in your kitchen the uh, spaghetti uh, ladle with the little teeth on it. You yeah. To pick up the spaghetti yeah. noodles. Yeah. Um, you ever wonder what that hole in the bottom of that spoon is for? I thought the water. Yeah. Uh, it could be, it could be, but really the actual use of that, I thought it was just to lay it on the counter so it wouldn't roll over on you and get the counter dirty, but um, it's actually to measure one complete serving of raw spaghetti noodles through that hole. You bundle them up together, that's one serving fits through that hole, so you drop them right in the pot. I got and you. Yeah. Cooking there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, okay. I had say no that. idea. Don't think that's as big as the foil, no. but I mean, but you, no, but you're no, right. I don't remember mine having a hole in it. It's, it's interesting. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah, they all do. But, you know, goofy me. I thought because normally when the spaghetti's done, you know, she'll put it in a strainer sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. I reach in there and dip me some out with, in there in the oh, water. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, well, that's convenient. So what that's for the water roll out. So I'm okay. I didn't know that. Never heard that. Yeah. That is interesting. I will give you that's interesting. Yeah. Boy, the number of foil. Uh, oh, Enrique, yeah. I forgot to do My it. My wife when I went did not home. know, by the way. She didn't know. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's also been ushered off to the ER. I didn't I didn't have a chance to yeah. try that. Well, you didn't have time when you know yeah. you, you get by a brown recluse. Uh, you ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I didn't get hit by Wayne and Gadsden Z93. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know for a few minutes. It's probably COVID. Hey, Wayne, go hey, ahead. Guys. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, hey, enjoy what y'all do. Appreciate everything y'all do and everything. We're ready to spread the gospel. But, hey, uh, listen, my, my nephew is a bio, like a biochemist yeah. in uh, pharmaceuticals. Right. And my daughter obviously goes to the University of Alabama and um, contacted into the COVID-19 corona right. and along with other, other kids. So he had called and said, um, we had called and told him and everything. He said to go pick up Pepsi, over-the-counter Pepsi, and a Claritin, an off-brand Claritin or Zyrtec or something, take it three times a day. Within 48 hours of her first symptoms, she's had none since then. And he said it's something. He said something in them two together is sort of like what's in the rendezvous or something so like that. So something it, you take for heartburn and then something you take for allergies mixed it together come together to yeah. help symptoms of COVID nineteen. That's that's what that his research and his lab have came up to what's in both of those is something that's in similarity to what's in the rendezvous or something like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. uh, Yeah, what about, is that, are we talking about one Pepsi and one Claritin or or whatever the allergy one is, just just the the normal single serving, put them both together? Well, I think if you have the flu or you have COVID-19 and you can calm your stomach down and get your head opened up, you're going to feel better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you you would think much, so. Almost. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. That's just a caller. We don't. We yeah. can't. We don't uh, condone or whatever. But <laughs> his nephew's a biochemist. We don't confirm or deny. Kirk in Birmingham. Kirk, go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey. Um, I am frustrated with this shooting. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, the media is only adding tender to the bonfire that's already yeah. started. I don't know if you saw the interview this morning, but they interviewed the uncle of the person that was shot, and they asked him, well, what made this incident happen? Well, we're not going to discuss that at this point. We, uh, we're we waiting for uh, you know, our nephew to get better and that sort of thing. Well, do you think this was racially motivated? And they said, absolutely. And what's he going to say? No. And at the end of the interview, he said, peace out. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That whole family press conference, and I know it's sad, he's paralyzed and all that, but there were so many elements to that press conference, it was almost joke at times. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and like Bubba said, it seems like the mom is actually trying to. She is, by the way. Calm it down. She is. Yeah. She's calling for peace. Janice Locust Fort. Hello. Hey, Janice, go ahead. Well, I like to Stevie to tell go get his son some zinc. Said zinc is a virus killer. Everybody needs zinc every day and vitamin C. And tonic water has quinine in it, and that would help you uh, to get over this. And uh, ruby red grapefruit juice or grapefruit or vitamin D stuff, bell peppers. That's all gives you vitamin C. This is to help your immune system, build up your immune system, and said it would take care of this. And this doctor was uh, doing this on just a little while ago, and he said to uh, Washington, the big doctor's hospital out in Washington, had just said that if you take uh, build up your immune system, it would help you. And he was telling this back in March. He said, look how many lives might have been saved if they had done it uh, back then instead of waiting six months later. Okay. There you go. I think I heard zinc. I think I heard vitamin C. I think I vitamin heard bell pepper in there. I heard pepper. I heard the red grapefruit juice. 
And uh, so there you go. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.